presence. When everybody counted us out, you counted us in, Lord God. When everybody forgot about us, you remembered us, Lord God. And Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you tonight, Lord God. Thank you this evening. Father, we bless your name, Lord God. We bless your name, Lord God. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Have your way today, Lord God. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Father, we bless you, Lord God. Thank you for the fresh anointing. Thank you for the fresh anointing, Lord God. Oh, you are so worthy, Jesus. You are so worthy, Jesus. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord God. Thank you for being you, Lord God. Had you need permission to use us, we wouldn't be here today. Because you're the God of all gods. And you don't need permission from nobody else. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to serve you. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you all the honor, all the glory, yes, and all the praise tonight. And Jesus, and go on and give Jesus a clap off right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's good, amen. Beautiful voice, amen. Beautiful voice. Hallelujah. God's so good, amen. I just want to thank God for allowing us to be here, amen. want to give honor, amen, to the shepherd of this house and his beautiful white pastor, Raymond, and Heather, amen. They has done a wonderful job. Came in 103 pounds, sitting at 150 right now. Amen. They have done a wonderful job. Can somebody say amen? amen. I just want to thank everybody for being here. I want to thank God for my beautiful wife. Amen. For being here with me. Amen. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Amen. Almost like we got a pep star child. Amen. But don't worry about it. We're going to get to eat in a little bit. Amen? But God is here, amen? I just want to thank everyone for being here, the visitors. Thank God for Living Word Harvest for being here, amen? Come on, somebody. Amen. And this is, a, this is historical. This is a historical moment. Amen? As I was uh, just sitting there thinking and just being reminded when Pastor Raymond first came in the home. Amen. And uh but but Pastor Ant, he, he he paid the price. Every day in the summer he had to put him up, man. But he didn't do it, man. And he's a fine young man, amen. A good young man. I was just thinking, I was just hearing Pastor Ant sing, man, I was just thinking, I said, Many guys came through the home. They came through the home just just to get off drugs. And look what God is doing in their life. 
Amen. Then I, then I began to think about what's taking place tonight. How they came through the home as well. But God is speaking to you all. Because right now, y'all coming through the home. And it's y'all turn. It's y'all turn. There's, there's more grounds to reach, more territory. And God want to use your life. Amen. But how many come to hear the word of God this afternoon, amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, amen? Matthew, Mark, Luke, Isaiah, amen? Uh, you know, I was looking at... Uh, Little Heather and Trinell and them running around. And Anna and I, I was just looking at them just running around. And I remember Aunt running around. I remember Faith coming, Waisha, Nuno, Tavion. Amen? And, 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 I, and my nephew, every time I talked to him, he always said, what they wrote? What they wrote? Jay Roach used to have me in the Royal Run, used to keep him. He would come visit me, but he always wanted to stay with Jay Roach. And all the kids would want to go to this drop-in with Jay Roach. And Jay Roach would call me and say, Pastor, why you got all these kids around here? I said, they don't want to stay here with me. They want to go with you, man. And you never know the impact that you make on someone. And the impact that Jay Roach made on my nephew is what's steering him today. Amen. He could have been gone in drugs and gang, but the impact that he made on him, that he's he's doing good. He, he's in school, he's playing football, but he always remember Jay Roach. And I say that to say this, sometimes you see the kids in children's church you see the pastor's kids. You never know the impact that you're making on their life. How God is using you to make an impact on their life. And he wants to use you to make the impact throughout the United States. Are you with me, saints? Isaiah chapter 6, starting in verse 8. Amen. And the word got reached like this. Amen. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. What I'd like to speak on tonight is responding to God's call. Responding to the call of God. Responding to what God is telling you in your heart tonight. See, God is looking for people who will do all that he tells them to do. Do you have passion in your heart to do God's will for your life? 
to obey him and to do all his will. See, God is looking for men and women that want their lives to count in this life before they die. Do we have the mentality to choose men and women for ministry by choosing their outward appearance? See, sometimes when we come to Christ, we thank God looking for the intellect. We thank God looking for the one who has all the experience and the know-how. But God is looking for the man and woman that has a heart to reach the lost. To reach those that you can't get nothing from. Hello. See, sometimes when God began to use our life, we come to a roadblock, we come to a sign, we come to a bridge. And we say, God, I'm through. This is all I want from you. See, sometimes we get what we want. And we tell God, bless me with the rest. See, God is looking for the heart of that man. Does he have the character of Christ in him or that woman? See, in God's kingdom, we have to do what God wants us to do. See, God didn't save us to do what we want to do. God saved us so he can use our lives for his honor and his glory. Come on. And sometimes when God began to use our lives and he began to bring us off the streets, we think he does it for us so we can do what we want to do. But that's not it. See, the anointing works in the kingdom of God and manipulation works in the kingdom of Satan. See, God is the one who tells us if we're going to be pastors or home directors or whatever we desire for our lives. But we've got pastors and the pastors' wives and home directors and home directors' wives sitting right here. See, it just boils down to the condition of the heart. God is searching for the man and woman that's hungry for the spiritual things of God. Say, so don't use your freedom to satisfy flesh. Come on, somebody. I'm going somewhere. See, God is looking for the man and woman who are full of the Holy Ghost. He's not looking for the wise and educated, a one who do not depend on him, a those that depend on their own knowledge. And I said, sometimes, see, when we come to Christ, we analyze who around us. Say, well, I know a little bit more than him. I know a little bit more than her. I should be the leader. Because I know everything. I didn't grow up like them. I didn't indulge in this. Or I didn't indulge in that. And see, God looks at us and calls us all sparrows. But the devil want to make us canaries. You know how the canary is. Well, you know, he might say something like this. Well, I didn't really grow up like most of y'all. Or she might say, you know, I really wasn't that bad like you. 
Huh? But I know that don't happen here. See, God wants his leaders and Christians to totally depend on him for everything. God's looking for the people who are in love with him. See, sometimes we, 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 we begin to be blessed by God. And, and in worship, we want God to really believe we love him, but we don't love the person next to us. And he said, but I love you, Jesus. Then you tell the person, don't sit there next to me. Maybe if I impress the pastor, I can move up the ranks. See, but God is looking for those who are going to respond to his call. Are you women saints? See, God is looking for people who will concentrate on the spiritual things and not the natural things. See, Pastor Raymond, he didn't come in looking for the natural things. My, to be honest, when he came in, he know what he was looking for. All he know, he just didn't want to go back to his old life. And sometimes we lose focus in the middle of the race. We lose focus. We begin to forget sometimes why God called us. Why God brought us out of darkness to his marvelous light. But we have a group of people that's here tonight who say, I'm not the perfect one, but God, here I am. He said, send me, here I am. Send me. I don't have all the qualifications on paper, what they say. All I know, I just want to do God's will. I just want to do what God tells me to do. If he tell me to walk to the end of the block, my job is to get to the end of the block. I might have to crawl. I might have to roll. I might have to duck and hide, but I'm going to get there. And sometimes we think responding to the call of God is the way we think. But God has called you. God has touched your heart. He want to use your life. Anything that you in control of is not of God. Anything that's of God is bigger than you and I. We have no control over it. Are you with me, saints? We have to depend on him to see it out. See, and Habakkuk, Habakkuk, or how you pronounce it. But the Bible says this, the Lord, in 2, verse 2 and 3, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on, on tablets. So that a hurl, a runner, may run with it. For the revelation waits at a point in time. It speaks of the end. And it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come. It will not delay. See, pastor has a heart. Pastor gave us a vision. He gave victory life a vision. He gave living word a vision. It started in a little two-bedroom house with 30 men, one restroom. And when you would come in, you would get a bottom bunk. And then when a new guy come in, you would graduate to the top bunk. And then when 
The other guy come in, you would get in your bunker and you would move to the mansion, which was the living room floor. Hello, somebody. We slept on the floor many nights. It was so bad that I was scared to go outside in the backyard. Because when I would look back there, it would be some little bitty things looking at me. <laughs> and I said, hey, both of us can't live here. Somebody got to go. <laughs> and I remember getting some bacon grease. Everybody responded to bacon grease. And, and just throw it all over the backyard. We had empty cars back there. And they began to fall out one by one. And when we sleep on the floor, you don't have to worry about nobody coming in because you were here this all night. We'll keep you up. And I was like this. <laughs> now I would get all the way up. I was sitting in the chair. They said, Pastor, what you doing? I said, I'm just praying. <laughs> I'm just praying. I said, God, it got to be something better than this, man. It got to be something better than this. But it was men and women said, Lord, I just don't want to go back. And your pastor was one of them. He learned how to cook chicken about 40 different ways. Chicken out of king, chicken on toast, chicken walking in the morning. Hello, it was chicken, chicken, chicken. But he went on the external. But when he, when he was getting praise and worship, all that would go away because God would begin to touch his heart. He began to soar. He began to say, God, I need you. I love you. We come through the home. Everything's not fancy. But all we want to know, we just don't want to go back. Amen. And when I went to the home, I said, no, it's the wrong place. This is not what I expected. No. And then they would say, when we would eat, they would give everybody Kool-Aid. I said, I don't want no Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, give me water. You're not going to get me like this. All I know, I just want to get off drugs. All Pastor Raymond, we just want to get off drugs. The first day that I met Pastor Ann, I didn't even say hi to him. I told him, just start picking weeds. Don't even tell nobody you're in the home. Just start picking weeds. Say, <laughs> so what are you doing? I don't know. They just sent me here. They just told me to tell people about Jesus. And whatever's broke, we'll fix it together. See, that's the mentality you have to have. I don't care what's wrong with this place. All I know when I get here, we're going to fix it together. We're going to join forces and fix it together. Because the car that dropped us off burnt off. We didn't have no way back. Hello, even if we want to go back. And God is looking for men and women that will respond to the call. 
My sister said, you're not going back with us. I told her, you'll never embarrass me like that again. I'm going to give me some help. But what was your experience when you first came? And look what God is doing in your life now. Look what God is doing in your family life now. Look what God is doing in your kids' life now. Come on, somebody. Because God is a God of reconciliation. God is a God of reaching, teaching men and ascending. Come on, somebody. See, we all came in. Said, man, I just want help. Some of us come in and sleep. Then all of a sudden we hear three months, I got child support. You knew you had child support? Hello? When you were chasing the car. But God said, that's not the issue. I got that cover. I just need to reach you. If I can reach you, child support is covered. If I can reach you, your family is covered. If I can reach you, your kids is covered. See, first thing is first. He want to reach you. He want to reach you. They sent me to Dallas. And I have never seen so many Negroes in one spot in all my life. And and I'm from the hood. But it was the enemy. I'm going somewhere now. But it's the, I'm going somewhere. Because sometimes what God sent you, in your mind, you'll say you're not supposed to be there. And the devil will try to get you referral. And every day I begin to walk the blocks, clean the blood. I said, God sent me here. The devil's not going to run me off. And when God begins to use your life, the devil always try to bring fur so you won't go to the next level. But we bind fur right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. God want to use you. See, God didn't give us a lot of vision. He gave us one vision. One vision. And what's the vision? What's the vision? Come on and give Jesus a clap of amen. Hallelujah. Now my next question, where are you at in the vision? Where are you in the vision? Hello. See, a person who does not talk or speak about the vision because they don't have the vision in their heart. If the vision has been birthed in your heart, you will speak, you will preach, you will communicate it, you will run with it. Anytime somebody asks you, you will immediately tell them what God is doing in your life, what the vision is, what you want to do for God, and I don't know what God is doing in your family. I want to go open up. I want to go to Louisiana. I want to go to Arkansas. I want to go to Maryland. I want to go to Oklahoma. Where you want to go? He said, who will I send? Who will I send? Isaiah said, here I am, 
sent me. I didn't say here I am. I said here I is, I go. <laughs> Hello, where are you? You see how Fred got you? You see how the enemy want to prioritize the vision what God want to do in your life? You got to go beyond your expectations. There's greatness on the inside of you. You're more than conquerors. You got to believe that tonight. So God didn't call the righteous. He didn't call the, the one who knew it all. He called the one and said, I don't know what to do, God, but if you tell me, I'll do it. Hello. See, a person who see the vision will always stay sitting down on the bench. Huh? But when you run, when you say, I'm going to answer God's call, I'm going to preach, I'm going to evangelize, I'm going to open up a home, I'm going to open up a church. I'm not going back where I come from. I'm going forward. I'm going to do something for God. I want to see drug addicts saved. I want to see alcoholics saved. I want to see prostitutes saved. I want to see the criminal mind is saved. Come on, somebody. You ain't got to reach that far. Just say, I want to see my family saved. Because in every family, there's a drug addict, there's a gang member, there's an alcoholic, there's a prostitute, there's a criminal mind. Hello. God want to use you. We're the Moses of our family. See, we're the one that say, can't nothing, ain't no help for us. Put them in a mental institution. I went to rehab. You know what the doctor told me? He said, we, we diagnosed you bipolar schizophrenia. I said, doc, you hit this crack, and if you don't skid, I, I believe what you tell me. <laughs> yeah, you hit this crack. See, the hospital will always give you a prognosis, but God will always guarantee deliverance. Yeah, come on, you didn't hear me? Come on. See, God put a burning desire in my heart to reach the lost soldier junkies. To go beyond we had a gag crew that go out at 3 in the morning and we just target all the drug connections. And just begin to pin flyers on the wall inside the connections. God's calling us to go back because in the midst of it, sometimes we want to be professionals. He said, go back. Go back to your first love. He said, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. They ain't worked all these years for you. Because you want to do it your way. He said, I have a plan and a purpose for you. To give you a future and a hope. See, sometimes when we can't see it, we don't believe it. Thank you, brother. But the home is the best kept secret. I thought I was going to die drug addict. And many of you thought you were going to die drug addict. But somebody told us about Jesus. Somebody told us Jesus Christ could change our life. Somebody took time to care for us. Somebody took time to teach us. Somebody took time to love us. Come on, somebody. Somebody gave us a bed. Somebody gave us some clothes. 
Ain't no other place where you're going to go and get free clothes, get free square meals a day. But God had us on his heart from the beginning. When we was crying in the streets, God said, I got you. Everybody prayed, God, give me one more chance. That's his chance right here. Now he's waiting for you to respond. He done his part. He's waiting for you to respond. See, the ministry begins with the home. When people get saved and get a spiritual foundation, then they grow and again to produce disciples. 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 Had your pastor stayed kidnapped, you wouldn't be here today. But she, she brought him back. He responds. See, a man that is dead to pride and self-ego, all he wants is Jesus to dedicate his life. God is looking for men and women that will go beyond their expectations, will go and reach the lost, will go and evangelize, will go and teach, will go and preach. Tell a person about the love of Jesus Christ. Someone told you about the love of Jesus. That's why you're here today. Someone told you. Now we need to go tell others. Now we need to go back to your neighborhood and plant a home, plant a church in your state, plant a home and plant a church. God want to use you. You're not here by accident. See, God is also calling men that will be fathers. The Bible says we got plenty of teachers, but few fathers. And we have to learn how to be fathers. See, one of, the, one of America's raising drug addicts right now at the age of six years old when they tell them to give them that medicine. Right now, raising drug addicts. And the man's getting incarcerated so quick, it's hard for a young man to respond to a man today. That's why a young kid will tell a grown person, they don't disrespect me because they don't know what it is to respond to a father. And God want to use us to become fathers. God want to use us to become the mothers to the motherless. Hello. See, many men are fighting it because we don't want to be fathers. But God's calling us to be fathers. Fathers is selfless. He's calling us. Are you willing to die to self? God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. Forget about your shortcomings. Forget about what you don't know. God equips those he calls. Not called the equipped. He equipped those he calls. And God is calling you. God is calling you. It's not the vision that you get from TV. It's the vision that caught your attention to reach teaching men, to raise up drug addicts, to produce disciples. And we have some men here tonight that has responded to the call. Are you going to respond to the call? Are you going to respond to the call? 
He just didn't call your husband. He called you too. Well, you said, well, Pastor, I ain't got a wife. Well, you're in the right place. Just stay there. You ain't ready. What do you mean I ain't ready? You old enough, but you're not ready. But God's calling you. Why well, I'm waiting on the husbands. You won't even take care of the dogs. Why you waiting on the husbands? But God's calling you. God is calling you. How many want to do something for God? And watch this. How many want God to do something for them? See, everybody wants God to do something for them. But who want to do something for God? He said, well, Pastor, man, I don't think I can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You hear him. Respond to the call. Respond to the call. God is calling you. God is calling you. We have to be on the same page of the leadership and have a relationship with them. You don't know how to respond to your leader. How are you going to respond to God? God is calling you. I say, yes, Lord, I go. Pastor Raymond said, yes, I go. Pastor said, yes, I go. <coughs> yes, I go. See, the key, what's the key for God using your life? It's simple. Respond to the call. Respond to the call. It's simple. Respond to the call. Win souls. Disciple the new souls. Take care of the babies in the home. Respond. God said, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Who will go? I said, Lord, I'll go. Pastor Raymond said, Lord, I'll go. Pastor Ann said, Lord, I'll go. Who else going to say, Lord, I'll go? Who said, Lord, I'll go? Huh? If you saying, Lord, I go, send to your feet. 